David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75 pound Labrador retriever and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. Ben Rector is a singer, songwriter, and record producer based in our hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Ben has released seven albums and has had several songs appear in TV shows, not to mention all the times he's performed live on TV. We are so excited to be chatting with Ben and his delightful wife and college sweetheart, Hillary, about their life together, their family, and the joy Ben shares through music. And we might just call the hogs. We are thankful and excited just to even start out with you all telling us a little bit about your family, which is super fun for me because <laughs> we have this very similar dynamic going on mm -hmm. of 21 years ago, uh, my wife and I got an, the enormous surprise at an ultrasound that we were having twins <laughs> and we had an almost two-year-old at the time girl. So who is in the room. Who is yes. in the room and right now. One of the most so, delightful people I know. So fun. So let's talk about the similar dynamic Wait, and your discovery. Wait, when did y'all figure out that y'all had the same? You know, I think you wrote us that note when, you know, and when we got a copy of your book and I, I had heard you speak before, before I had twins, you know, you're not quite as aware your filter yes. for who has twins until you have them. Um, and I, so then I thought, oh yeah, he does have twins, but I had forgotten the family was the exact yeah. same setup. So we have Jane is five and a half and the boys, Roy and Bert are two and a half. So mm. we're, we're just barely <laughs> coming out of, I don't know what you call that. We're like coming up for air kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're adorable. Yeah, they're great. They really are. They're all really sweet. They're all really sweet kids and they're really fun. They're fun to be around and and they're really busy (laughs) increasingly. Yes, they are. They are. And you just never forget where you were standing when you heard the news that twin boys were coming to you. Yeah. That's right. Never forget that moment. I think, I mean, you should Well, I mean, in the, it's funny, in the um, ultrasound, we hadn't, we both had separately thought this seems different, Hillary having twins, and we had not shared that with each other. This wow. is like, you know, just very early wow. few weeks in. And then um, our doctor, who we love, said, oh, and over here, and I thought, oh, well, this is how they tell you. They say, oh, and over here is another one. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, oh, I, it's like there was this, I was oh just going, goodness. I guess this is how this happens, you know? Yeah. And we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, oh, there's no like family history of that really? yeah no. oh no it was a total fluke it, it was a total, total random yeah wild. nothing was going on that would have made us think that was going to happen yeah. and and then you know what's funny um i hope this is fine to say because we love boys but <laughs> we didn't find out if they were boys or girls beforehand we had done the same thing with jane which I was, and, I was not super excited about, but, and I was like, I really would like to find out. And Hillary was pretty much like, I think I get like fifty-one percent of the vote on this. So yeah, I was like, fair. Well, <laughs> but you know, you know what's funny is when it was twins, though. We we had a little more like, should we, should yeah. we? And Ben said, you know, maybe not because if it's two boys, that's really going to stress me out. I was like, if, if I know right now that it's two boys, I'm just going to spend the next however many months being like, oh man, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather just not know and be surprised. Yeah. And then it was two boys. And, and it, yeah. it has, it honestly has turned out to be really it's been a per- It's been the perfect little um, concoction of people for our family. But it is so funny because, you know, I laughed and thinking about in the delivery room, he's him saying, it's a boy. It's another boy. I'm like, well, there you go. That's, that's the news go. we were looking to <laughs> not not ponder until it was happening. We, we love you, Roy. And we, yes, so happy, so happy you're here. No, they're all really great kids. And Jane has, I feel like, taken having twins, you know, come into her world in stride, yeah. and she holds her own pretty well. Anyway, so yeah, um, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Well, I will sure say. I mean, you won't say. I don't think. But I would say watching Lily and the boys grow up, the relationship the three of them have is amazing. Mm. That's so encouraging I to mean, hear. The I love way that, that you have shepherded those boys <laughs> in a lot of ways. I have heard stories of, I, I hope I can say this out loud, Lily coaching the boys on how to oh, ask yes. girls to things, oh. talking to them about how to conduct themselves at dances. So sweet. I mean, she so has sweet. guided those boys and then, and they, and they adore each other. And then the, Boys, I mean, they have. Are they still living together next year? Yeah, they're roommates. Oh, they're that. so yeah. cool. they're best friends. The yeah. first time they were apart for any length of time was when Baker worked with us this summer. Wow, oh, how yes. interesting! And yeah, it was yeah. the first time they've yeah. been apart for more than a week. A week. Probably. Wow. Yeah, they're That's super amazing. tight. That's so, <laughs> so cool. Funny. Great friends. That's yeah, awesome. yes. I love hearing yeah. that. I love hearing that. So, it's dynamic. One one of our funniest moments I have to tell to compare this dynamic is they were freshmen in high school and their school, like a lot of schools, does like homecoming in the fall, coming home in the spring where girls ask boys to a dance in the oh, spring. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. My wife got this text from another mom like, hey, some girls are going to come over and ask them to the dance and just <laughs> to give you a heads up kind of thing. And Lily gets word of this. And they... <laughs> look like teenage boys look afterwards, you know, just half dress, hair not combed, yeah. all the things <laughs> at this point. And she looks at us and she's like, 
are you all okay with this? Like them looking like this when girls show up here. And she immediately like kicked into gear. She was like, I'm not okay with this. She's like, you need to comb your hair. You need to change your shirt. Like she immediately started <laughs> orchestrating. I like Clean that. up like your that. act, fellas. Yeah. yeah it was fantastic. Sweet. She's sweet. lived into that in a lot of moments of life, coaching That's them fun. toward some things they might have missed and needed to see. It's good That's to have awesome. a big sister around. It is yeah. a gift to have a big sister around. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Have fun. That's awesome. Just picture him one of these days. Yes, doing I know. All of that. I love that. That's a good story. Well, um, I share something fun in common with you all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, although it wasn't fun for us recently when yeah, we no. got together to watch occasionally yes. fun, yes, <laughs> football with Kathleen and Aaron. But yeah. the Hogs, yes, yep. go, go so Hogs, Woo Pig Suey. Yeah. I think that's the first thing I ever heard about you. I hadn't heard any of your music, and and somebody said, "Have you heard Ben Rector? He went to Fayetteville." <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Awesome. That's awesome. And in the beginning, didn't you have people call the Hogs? Well, so at actually, they called the Hogs for me. No, right, right out of college, anytime there was like a Razorback fan in the crowd I would be in whatever city and someone would be like let's call those hogs and they'd start yeah. doing it oh that's and so cool if you're close to Arkansas it's totally fine but if you're in like I don't know like <laughs> Minneapolis <laughs> yeah they don't I, I, and I always would feel bad because at first I would kind of do it and then after a while I was like I can't I can't do this because like it's kind of a long thing and nobody else knows what's going on but yeah at first people kind would of kind of spontaneously yeah. do that you have to commit to the cheers you really do. it's a long yeah. it's a long it's so not like, quick. That, 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 yeah. that used to happen like <laughs> fairly regularly, but I feel like it doesn't happen as much anymore. Okay. Well, not that I'm out on it. I just no, always no, no, no. Because you I have a bad. song for the Razorbacks, don't you? Yeah. Well, so, yes. The Sorry, I was just imagining this. The last time that I called the Hogs legitimately, like if I'm in Fayetteville or Arkansas, like that happens. Sure. We're playing Little course. Rock in a couple weeks and I like know, my dad's no coming doubt. he's so excited oh well, that's so sweet tell him, tell him to prep to call the hogs okay. 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 and that's and that's a, that's an environment where I'll, where I'll be like that's 100% listening of yeah. course but anytime outside of there I'm like oh, maybe, maybe long. Not. Which, yeah. which I feel bad but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well I don't know that I've ever asked y'all the story of how you both ended up there because Texas and Oklahoma yes. right yeah. right so how did y'all end up there and did you meet there we yeah. did we met freshman year that's where we you met you really go, you meet, yeah, yeah I can't I ended up there, I had applied to like nine schools, which is a terrible idea if you can't make decisions, <laughs> just, but I had a couple, um, I was involved in like a youth group in my hometown called K-Life and a couple of my Ooh. K-Life leaders were Arkansas grads. And then two older people from my school had gone there and were loving it. And so I had just kind of thrown in the application in the pile and it was not till late, like spring of my senior year, my dad and I went to visit and just loved it. Loved Aww, Fayetteville. The yes. people were so great. Yes. The school's so great. And um, it's a beautiful place and campus. And so I just decided to go. I was, I'd grown up, you know, in the same town my whole life. And I was felt dead set on like, I just want to go do something. And so mm. that's how I ended up there. You want to say hello? I uh, did not apply to as many schools. And <laughs> my sister had gone to Arkansas. It's it's very close to Tulsa. It's probably yeah. like an hour and a half, an hour yes. and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they ended up giving me a good scholarship, better than the other schools. And I was like, I, I'm going to go to Arkansas. And that's, which is funny because I feel like I'm not like that about anything else. I know. But I was, for whatever reason, not very That sounds like stressed. such an easy I know, process. I know, it sounds great. I wish yeah. I could retain some of that. <laughs> <in my life. laughs> but yeah, but that is where we met. So we lived in the same dorm. Where, yes. Which one? Uh, Pomfret. Okay. Yeah, down at the bottom of the big hill. Okay. Um, and Ben, we... We met just because we had like mutual friends, but then we Ben had a crush on my roommate, this so the, that he started the, coming well, around. Always, yeah. and I feel like occasionally I'll do like a Q and A, and people will be like, "How'd you and Hillary meet?" And I'm always <laughs> like, 
had a crush on a roommate, and everyone's like, oh. Like, no, she was the maid of honor in our wedding. Yeah, it really, it, wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't like a, it yeah. wasn't really a thing. But yeah, yeah. I, everybody was hanging out in the dorm, and then I met Hillary, and I was like, oh, actually. And I had yeah. a, um, a closer parking pass, you know, than Ben. Yeah. And so he would kind of call me, like, can you pick me up from wherever? I mean, that was like kind of one of our yeah. very smooth ways. Mm. We started uh, hanging out, but yeah, met in the dorm, like fall of freshman year really early wow. so yeah. yeah and dated all three yeah yeah it was a very a boring, boring story, story after that. <laughs> yeah it's just that's that's it it's the most interesting part yeah yep. we got married and moved to nashville and graduated like all in about a month after which school. i mean y'all moved that here wild. that soon yeah, yeah. That. 2009 yeah i don't know wow. who i know who let, let us, us do that, that. yeah yeah, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. but it's that's what we did yeah. it seemed like it made sense at the moment yeah. so yeah but it's been Do y'all know in 30 years of counseling kids, mm-hmm. I've had one kid that I knew that went to University of Arkansas. Really? Really? Yes. And I always try and talk him into it. I'm I like, y'all, it's an amazing school. It's beautiful. It is I'm beautiful. I'm sorry. I went to Knoxville for the first time and thought, this is going to be like Fayetteville. It's in the mountains. Mm-hmm. No. It's not. No. It's not no. Really. Fayetteville. It's and Fayetteville's gorgeous. a great town. It's, yeah. a, it's great a great town. town. It's like so many That's fun surprising. local things to do. And yeah. No. I keep spot. wanting us to go speak there because. David needs to see it. He's never been. I know, but I Surely hear it's amazing. Surely we, we can hook you up with take, someone who can have you speak. Take yes. this as a pitch to go yes. to Arkansas. This, <laughs> is, yeah. this is the paid promotional ad for University of Arkansas. We are, <laughs> we are yeah. selling the school yeah. right yeah. now. It's, 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 really, really it's a good great place. School. It's so many great yeah. people there, and it's a, good, it's a good place. We're bad at sports. Yeah. You, you okay. will live a life of heartache in the sports front. We were good when I was there. Yeah. And y'all, I'll just tell this story really quickly because y'all are your friends of Kathleen yeah. and Aaron, my sister. Yeah. But I was deciding between Tex- UT Texas, yeah. what I consider UT, yes, yeah. and University of Arkansas, and Kathleen was two. Oh, and wow. My yeah. sibling. And yeah. I just thought, I cannot be that far be from that her. Be that far. Yeah. Yeah. And so I decided to yeah. get a Fayetteville so yeah. that I could come home. And I came home every Halloween to take her trick-or-treating. Oh, I love that. And I just could get home that fast. Yes, yeah. totally. So, it's a great distance. Yeah. It's a good school. A we good won't call, call the hogs because it's no. too yeah, long. It is so. too long. Yeah, yeah. Go Google it. If you need to, you three, though, I'm going to stand back and let that happen. No, no, if no, that's how we need to end the podcast today, <laughs> yeah. let me know. Maybe we could dub in like a... Yeah. Yeah, an example. Or we could yeah, record yeah, it. Yeah. They could edit it out. You know, yeah. There you go. However long Ben, will you tell us how you got started in music and even if there's like a favorite moment you have in your career? Uh, so I got started with music late in life. Like I took piano lessons as a kid, quit like every kid, (laughs) started playing sports, was not especially good. And then when I was probably 16, I like went to a summer camp, Canacuck, and some of the counselors played guitar. I was like, that's awesome. So maybe I should play guitar. So I started noodling around a little bit and then never sang until I was... I don't know, maybe a freshman in high school. And uh, even then didn't sing. I waited until everyone was out of the house and I would sing alone. And so I played at a talent show, I think maybe my freshman or sophomore year. And it was like, it's a little bit of a cheat code because like nobody knew that I could do that. It would be like if we were good friends and then I could like juggle kind of well. (laughs) You were like, whoa, you can do that? So uh yeah, that's kind of how it started. Uh, I was in a high school band, and then in college, I started touring. But it definitely in wasn't college. something. Yeah, huh. it definitely wasn't something that I was always. If you had told me at like thirteen, you're going to be a musician, I'd be like, what? doing <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? So unexpected. Nobody in my family is involved in a 
creative profession in any way. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely uh, a little bit out of left field for everyone. Uh, my parents were not super stoked, which I totally yeah. understand. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how I started. Favorite memory, there was one time early on in my touring that me and a friend, Drew Holcomb, were doing mm. a tour together. And we, I don't know how this happened. It was outside of Auburn and there wasn't a good venue for us to play. And through some connection that he had, someone had like some land outside of Auburn and they were like, you could play on this land. And we wow. were like, that's great, let's do it. And charged whatever, $10. So we drove out there and immediately we were like crestfallen because it was very hard to get to. You had to go down several dirt roads. There was not cell service. And this was in the days of like Facebook events. So I think we had put the address and maybe directions and we were just like, man. And we we paid for the sound equipment to come out there and we were like, this is going to be really bad. Like nobody is going to come. <laughs> we didn't have a ton of touring history in Auburn. And we were like, well, let's just take this one on the chin. Better luck next time. And so we're sitting in this guy's house. That was the green room. Wow. And uh, we're just like, well, let's go. I think, you know, it was getting close to when people would maybe be getting there. And we were like, let's go walk up the hill and see if anybody's here. So we walk up the hill and it was like field of dreams, like yeah. into the distance. There was like yeah. snaking headlights forever. Yeah. No and we were way. just like, what? <laughs> and so I think I, taking risks is difficult for me. I've like mm. had to learn how to do that. Mm. And so that was a that was a cool sort of memory for me to be like, we did, we did, maybe a, a an ill-advised thing by playing on this farm uh but then a bunch of people showed up and it was mm. really cool so that, that that was that was a probably my, my most exceeded expectations <laughs> so far but yeah that's probably my favorite one that's that. so it's cool, cool. it's really that. fun that's yeah. cool to picture yeah. david you never go anywhere without a water bottle in your hand just trying to stay hydrated or a coffee mug in your hand. Just trying to stay caffeinated. <laughs> the point being, we are thrilled to discover Simple Modern. They are the fast growing company that is one of the top drinkware providers to Target, Walmart, and Amazon. You've probably seen their 40 ounce Trek tumbler with handle on social media. Or in my hand. They are the perfect brand for everything you need for summer. They also have everything you need for back to school with backpacks, drinkware, lunch bags, etc., and all your favorite designs and partners like Disney, Marvel, and more. And how happy are your nephews about the Disney Marvel situation? We are all very happy about that. Maybe the best part is that they give 10% of profits to nonprofits that are committed to causes like solving the water crisis, fighting human trafficking, education, ending homelessness and helping underprivileged communities. Simple Modern sent us another gift. I got the wine tumbler. What'd you get? I got a cocktail shaker and made some summer drinks recently and they were impressive if I do say so myself. Go to www.simplemodern.com RBG and by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you or bundle and save for back to school. This should be your go-to brand for your family. Okay, Sissy, we were just talking about Disney. And did I ever tell you the tragic story of our first trip? No, what happened? Well, Disney was great, but after the first full day, we made a stop to get an ice cream sundae. And on the ride home, Lily lost that ice cream sundae all over our SUV. 
(laughs) It's one of those stories that resurfaces from time to time, like remember the time when. Can you imagine if you'd had relief band? Oh, it would have saved me hours in the hotel parking lot cleaning out throw up in the dark. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Every parent should have Relief Band on hand or in their first aid kit when anyone in the family gets nauseous or when boarding some of the roller coasters we all ride at theme parks. The peace of mind Relief Band provides makes it worth every penny. Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea and uses technology that works with your body so it's safe, drug-free, and has zero side effects. It's that simple. Plus, Relief Band both treats and prevents nausea, so you can help stop nausea from becoming a problem in the first place. It's a must-have for every road trip. So if you always have a flashlight on hand for a blackout or a first aid kit on hand for emergencies, then you need a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Raising Boys and Girls listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code RBG, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code RBG for 20% off plus free shipping. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Yes, for the samples, because seasonal allergies are no joke in the state of Tennessee. Or Kentucky, where I spend the summers at Hopetown. I spend most of the summer outdoors and could not function without allergy relief. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. You just described my exact state in waking up minus the need for coffee. (laughs) I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can be outside with the kids at camp without my eyes watering like a fountain, and I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. But at Hopetown, a frog could jump into your boat or your bed, (laughs) and Claritin can't really help with that. That's true, but they've got allergies covered. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Well, if so, that's interesting that you started touring when you were in Fayetteville because yeah. that means y'all's whole life together yeah, pretty much. You've totally. been touring. Yeah. yeah it wow. has never been a, we've never known life together without him being in and out traveling yeah. in. 
And which in a lot of ways is a gift because it's never been like a shock or like, wait, what are you going to try to do? It's yeah, kind of yes. always been a part of what we have done. I feel like we were both like nervous about that because it's not what either one of us grew up with. Right. Mm-hmm. Both of our parents have real traditional um, schedules and routines. Yeah. And, yeah. I remember trying to call musicians from Nashville when we were going to move here and being like, can I do this? Like, how does this work? Are you mm-hmm. married? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah. I think we, were, we were both really nervous about that. Yeah. And then I think we immediately realized we're like, oh, this has always been a part of our life. And to be fair, <clears throat> I'm I'm not like looking to be gone right, right. a ton. Like I try to like dial that back as much as I can. So mm-hmm. there's definitely been times where we're like, oh, this was a lot. Let's not do that again. But I feel like I, as a joint effort, we're trying to like make that a part of our life, not our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Well, I certainly, I mean, because we're in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. and our neighborhood especially y'all's part of it, is so active mm. with kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every time everyone's out because there's snow or yeah. trick-or-treating, uh-huh. yeah. you're there. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. But I also, obviously, you're gone <laughs> some, too, and Definitely. you're single-momming yeah. it yes. some. Right. And right. when y'all were at Fayetteville, that felt really different than three totally small yes. children at home. Right. And right. you seem, from a, being a <laughs> peripheral friend, you seem to balance it really well. Well, that's very kind and possibly a generous overestimation no, of what I, I do. I, think, but no. I, I feel like you do incredibly with that. And I think anybody that ever asks, like, how do you guys do it? I'm always just like, because of Hillary. Like, that's why. Yes. I feel like you, have every, you would have every reason to be like, this stinks. I don't want to do this. And instead, you're wonderful about it. So. Wow. That's very kind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you just are, I mean, I think every time Kathleen and Aaron have an event with friends, I'm always hopeful you're there because you're just one of my Sweet. favorite people to talk to. Wow. You're so kind and gracious and lovely and seem very balanced. Well, that's that's very sweet. And I always am, yeah, selfishly hoping I'll get to see you. <laughs> yeah, we kind of find each other. And, those things, but yes. Um, yeah, and I think, I mean, Ben, like he said, he does a great job. And increasingly since we've had kids, he's not trying to be gone the yeah. maximum amount of time. Yeah. And I really do think Nashville, one of the great things, there's so many great things, as we all know, about this place. Mm. And one of them for us is that you're not the only person doing this travel job. It doesn't feel like, wait, why is your husband not at church with Mm. you? Why is he not at this Christmas? Why are you here by yourself? And Mm. I think even before we had kids, it was comforting to know I'm not the only one doing it. And even if there's people who they're not living that spouse traveling life themselves, they're not as unfamiliar with it as I think I would have been yeah, my hometown or something. Right. And I think that's helpful. And I think too, I heard, you know, early on in living here, someone say, if you have a spouse that travels, if you're the person at home, you should try to keep doing all the things you do if yes. they were here. Don't yes. stop mm-hmm. doing it. And I I'm probably have that bent anyway. I like to be out and about and be with people. But I think um, I've kind of tried to keep that in mind, even now having the kids too, mm. when it's logistically possible with two two-year-olds, and, you know, but to try to go, okay, yeah, we're going to go to whatever, Sunday morning church. We're going to go to this birthday party. We're going to keep up our life at home so that when he gets to come back home, there's a life going on for him to mm. jump back into. Um, and that we're not, no offense to you, on pause totally, you know, not every totally. time he's in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's the best case scenario when we're all together and that feels the most full and fun. But I think wanting to help the kids to know, hey, we, we're still have fun. We're still going to be fine and participate in our life and our community and hopefully mm. keep building that even when he's yeah. in a travel season. Mm. So Nashville has been a very 
of all the places, it's a really supportive, easy place mm. to try to make that happen, which I am super thankful for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Ben, you have written and recorded a lot of songs and amazing songs and just would love to ask you both, <laughs> do you have a favorite song? <laughs> uh, I I think the one I get most excited to play is probably The Men That Drive Me Places. Mm-hmm. It's funny also... At a Q&A, someone was like, what's Hillary's favorite song of yours? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like in a great, in a great way, yeah. I feel like you've never been like, I mean this in a positive <laughs> way. You've never been like overly excited about my job. Mm. I feel like you would be equally excited if I was like, I do. Fill it. I'm an accountant or yeah. whatever. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people occasionally will think like, he probably loves this. I'm like, I think she likes it an average amount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do. I so like your music. I know. I, know, I listen I know, to I, it by I, choice. You I, know. Know you I know you do. I'm not. I, there's no, no, no I know, subtext. I know what there. you mean. No. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, um, I would, I feel, I mean, I, I do enjoy Ben's music. I'm so thankful he plays the kind <laughs> of music that I stinks. like. You know? no, um, <laughs> yes. I, if he was like a metal I artist, know, that I'm might like, be hard to. That would be rough. That would be rough. Yeah. But no, I really. And I feel really so proud of so many of the songs he's written Mm. and like what they say to the world and the way he's putting these pieces of kind of beauty and kindness out that Mm. makes me feel so proud. Mm. And I have a lot of favorites. I think on the last record, this most recent record you made, Thank You was maybe my favorite. Mm. I love that one of just, I don't know, life is wild and feel always feels like grounding to be like oh yeah I can just like take a breath and be thankful for what's right in front of me Mm. big small in between I I like that one a lot Mm. I listen to that on on repeat in my car you know so yeah (laughs) um but yeah no but it's fun now to have like the bros they kind of get it if he if we play his song they know it's him they'll say daddy but Jane for sure wants to listen to certain songs and and that's fun she's like can we listen to daddy music and I'm just like no (laughs) oh that would be so hard I would think (laughs) in your car I mean it doesn't bother me but I'm almost just like we got to broaden your taste a little (laughs) bit yeah she for a while like before the records Mm -hmm. have been done I have to listen to mixes and so she'll get to know the songs and then she like just wants to listen to that so I'm just like we got to listen to some other stuff too yeah okay this is a question that would be interesting to hear you answer because as ones, we both would say, like, I have never watched myself on any kind of TV. I've never listened to this podcast because I don't want to hear <laughs> oh, my that's own hilarious. Sure. And that's hilarious. Aren't you the same? Exact, exact same. same. Like, yeah. we'll just shred ourselves yeah. if we listen to it. What is that like? Because you do have to listen yeah. as a one. I think, I mean, people will joke about like, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice, whatever. I've heard that so much that like, I don't, I have to do that part. Right. I don't love watching like, we'll, you know, we did a live stream from the Ryman or we did uh, anything like that. I don't love watching that. Mm-hmm. Like there's been TV performances of mine that I have not watched because I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I'll, I don't yeah, I'll see have this. like saved the recording on the DVR and it's there for like a year and Ben's like, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I think the, I am pretty like, intimately involved with like the recording process so like Mm -hmm. i'm in the weeds there Mm -hmm. and it does that doesn't bother me it is it's very hard for me to feel like i've done a good job Mm -hmm. but like that part isn't weird but if i don't have to be like if i don't have to watch the whole rhyme and live like i probably i probably will never watch that whole thing yeah just because i'll be like i don't know but as far as like the recorded side of it that's just like a a thing that i have to do and that i've done it enough that i'm not like this is weird. It stinks. It's more just like, yeah, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that it makes de- a lot of sense. Definitely hard for me to be like, thumbs up, great job. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> not, not an easy Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this season of our podcast, we're talking about raising emotionally strong and worry-free kids. You know, David has a book called Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. If y'all don't have that, we need to give that to no, y'all. We do. And we, strong we, and smart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've, I think we're set. I mean, we y'all it. are so generous. Well, yeah. It's very cool. Oh, good. You already yes. did it. Okay, good. So if you each had a story that has been really defining for you from your growing up and helped you become who you are, what would your story be? You want me to go? go? Yeah. I'm still I, thinking of my story. <laughs> Um, I think mine's, it's probably kind of a combination of thing of a lot of individual stories, but my family growing up had a really wonderful group of family friends and just kind of a like small tight knit community. And I have so many, just the sum total of the memories I have with those adults, those kids, those families, whether it's summer dinner by a swimming pool or a weekend mm. trip uh, to Dallas or something or uh, Mexican food after basketball, basketball games. I, I have mm. just this huge, you know, encyclopedia of those kind of memories. And as I've gotten older, I mean, those were fun in the moment when I was mm. a kid, it was fun. And as I've gotten older, it continues to be a gift. I mean, those people <clears throat> are still important in my life, my brothers and my parents' lives. But I think just the sense of security and kind of heldness and the kind of both deep and wide net almost that yeah. created for me as a kid. It's a great um, description. Mm. Yes. I know that's not one specific mm. anecdote, but mm-hmm. I think that really has impacted how I think about the world I want to try to create for mm. our kids and yes. the um, people I want to have in their lives and yeah. probably how I try to think about community here in mm. Nashville is really informed by this really wonderful example I had of it growing mm. up. Um, I think that shapes a lot of how I think about our family. That was good. Sorry. I, don't uh, <laughs> I think mine, I, I thought about this. I feel like there's a ton of like fun memories. This one is like, not like fun. Like, yeah, but I think it was a good, a well done thing by my dad. There was a, I don't remember exactly the setup, but I think somehow they'd been like, we had ice cream in the freezer. And I think they were like, hey, like no more ice cream tonight. And I was like, okay. And they went to bed and I got more ice cream. (laughs) And my dad found out. And instead of being like, I I wasn't like, it wasn't like punishment or whatever. He was like, here's what I want you to do. He was like, I want you to write out the definition of integrity. Mm. Let's read it together. And I just remember like in the moment I was like, oh, dang it. But I think looking back on that, it would have been easy as a parent to just be like, why did you do that? Like, don't Mm. disobey me. Instead, it was kind of more like, hey, like you're a smart kid. You've got Mm. this. Come on. Like, Mm. and I think it was almost like he was like still like believing in me. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like, all right, I'm just going to punish you. He was just kind of like, hey, like this is what integrity means. That's how we do stuff here. It's like, that's, that's a great play by him instead of like me being like in trouble or whatever. He was just more like, Hey, like you're not even like you're better than this. Just kind of like we do stuff with integrity. Mm. Let's look at this. And I I thought that was like a great way to handle that. And it's something I still not not the ice cream specifically, but (laughs) that, that kind of thing is, I think what it was formative for me was, Mm. was knowing that like his belief in me of being like, hey, like you've got this was was a helpful thing. Mm. You know? Love Thank that you story. both. Yeah. Thank you. Sissy, have you had your vitamins today? 
I have. I will confess that sometimes I take high vitamins for kids instead of my old man vitamins. <laughs> I imagine they do taste better. They do, and my old man vitamins don't come in a cool bottle. Henry loved decorating his bottle with the stickers that came with the first order. Well, that makes two of us. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise, filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids should never eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order, to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash RBG. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash RBG and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Go to HayaHealth.com slash RBG and receive 50% off your first order. As the school year quickly approaches, we would like to share with you about one of our partners, Ethos School. Education is changing and your child deserves more than a one-size-fits-all experience in their education. As a Christian online school, Ethos understands the responsibility parents feel to ensure their child develops academically, socially, and spiritually. Maybe your child is currently enrolled in a private or public school that doesn't offer classes such as Biblical Greek, AP Physics, or Computer Coding. Or maybe you're a homeschool family that's looking for a new curriculum for the upcoming school year. Well, good news. Ethos partners with parents to shape their children as whole people, offering over 100 relational, high-quality online courses for 4th through 12th grade students, including multiple world languages, math, dual credit and advanced placement options, and weekly time with a live teacher and classmates. At Ethos, families can choose either a single course or a full course schedule to enroll their child. Visit ethosschool.org RBG. Ethos is offering to waive your $95 enrollment fee and are offering each of our podcast listeners a complimentary academic counseling session to plan out your child's academic journey. Ethos online teachers are expert educators and each one either has or is currently pursuing a graduate degree. No wonder Ethos advanced placement scores soar above national averages. Again, Ethos is waiving that $95 enrollment fee so visit ethoschool.org slash RBG or check out the show notes to plan your child's educational journey with an Ethos Academic Council. Building on that, what would you both say are maybe some things that help your kids become more emotionally strong or more worry-free. I, man, and I feel like we're still 
I don't know if we have any advice to give in this regard because our kids are so small. I think, I think about Jane, there was in her old house, there was a time a windstorm came through. It was one of those crazy, like that derecho thing that all the trees was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So we were looking out the windows and I mean, truly growing up in Oklahoma, lots of crazy weather. It was was the craziest weather that I've ever seen. It it blew like a ton of trees on our street down. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we weren't like, oh my gosh. But like when one of the gusts came through, we were like, whoa, let's get away from the windows. And Jane, who can be a little bit prone to being nervous, that was impactful for her. She was mm-hmm. like, for a long time after that, she was like, oh, the wind, that's dangerous. And I think my hope is that we are, what I always say to her is like, hey, if mom and dad aren't worried, you don't need to be worried. Mm-hmm. And I try to like that's treat her like an statement. adult where like, I'm not like, Oh, nothing to see here. I'm just kind of like, let's talk about it. Like, Ooh. this is a strong house. If you don't see us looking worried, you don't need to be worried. You are safe. We're here to keep you safe. Mm. And this is going to be fine. So I, I think I try to like deal with her directly and treat her like, I mean, not an equal, but like treat her like a, an intelligent person, mm-hmm. but then also be like pretty firm where it's like, hey, like we're fine. So you're fine. And mm. if they're, if we're not fine, we'll let you know. You know what I mean? Sounds um, a lot like your dad and the ice cream. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I guess it kind of yeah. does. Yeah. You do a super good job of that with them. And yeah, that just kind of calm directness. I feel mm. like you, you do that super well. I, I think for me, I feel like this might, I'm afraid this will sound a little silly or shallow, but I think I really want our kids to have kind of this storehouse of memories of being able to like have have had a lot of fun and be happy so whether Mm -hmm. that's little stuff like we're gonna sing to this song in the car together or we're gonna I don't know recently we made green rice crispy treats for St. Patrick's I mean just little silly things or bigger things when we get the chance to take Jane to go do something special by herself or whatever I think that fun is really powerful Mm -hmm. and I think having um kind of a well of happy, safe, secure, fun memories to draw on later in life when things do not always feel like that is, is a kind of a lasting gift. So Mm. I really hope that our kids, um, have fun with us. I hope we can create moments of fun for them. And Mm. I hope they see that we care about having fun Mm. as grownups and together and individuals. And I just hope that we can give them that piece. I think that in my mind, that helps build that secure home or family or whatever is like, Hey, we're a place where we get to enjoy together in the moments of life that can be enjoyed, you know, Um, and kind of foster their ability to see, to find that and see it. Mm. Um, Have you read recently A Tree Grows in Brooklyn? I, I read it a few years ago, right when Jane was born. When you said, yeah, have I, you read? I was just like, yes, No, I read it in school, but I read it, yeah, like about five years ago. Yeah. There is something, and you said something that made me think so much about it. There's this section where I think the, the grandmother is talking to the mom, mm-hmm. and she's talking to her about the importance. I hope this is not... Um, get people upset, whatever. (laughs) Sorry if it does, because I like this a lot. But um, that she talks about the importance of believing in Santa Claus and uh the saints and says something about because when the world becomes too hard to believe in, Mm -hmm. she needs to have learned to believe in something bigger than her. I love that. Um, I love that. And and talks about Jesus and faith and all those things. But I think that that felt like what you were talking about. Totally. I mean, I love that. Like these storehouses and memories of fun. Right. That they can look back on. Right. And And just that like, oh, there, there is goodness that they'll, and when they're, 
as we, again, as you said at the beginning, we're all in a time right now where there's something really not good happening. And I think that's inevitable. Um, Different kinds of sadness are inevitable in life. And to go, okay, even when you're there Mm. to to remember I've experienced goodness though, and I know it's still possible and I know in some form it will come back. And, you know, I think, I hope we can give them a really strong sense of that. Um, Cause we, yeah, we don't know what all they'll encounter in their life, but I hope that they'll know with us, they can encounter that security and Mm. goodness. And fun. Yeah. Yeah, So important. Yeah. So Looking back on your early years of parenting, uh-huh. what's something you worried? Y'all are still kind of in yeah, your I'm early like, years. Yeah, I don't know. Really early years. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, what's something you worried about that you wish you hadn't? Oh, I mean, we could probably make a long list. I know. Um, I, I think I mm, probably that I was supposed to be doing things some perfect right mm-hmm. way that like, oh, no, if I miss the boat on how a baby sleeps or eats or, you know, whatever, that I'm going to have messed this up or mm-hmm. um. I think realizing that, yeah, it, I don't have to get it perfectly exactly right any time, probably still haven't, but um, kind of releasing that, oh no, there's some secret way that I have to study and ask around and discover yes. that is just the exact right thing to do. Um, I wish I hadn't been so worried about that. And mm. I had just been more like, hey, we're here. I told, I've told people who've had new babies after us when Jane was born and really little. And again, to be clear, we're still in the early years of parenting, I think, but, um, I felt like, you know, it's so new and overwhelming. I'm terrible at being new at anything. This Mm. is like the most new thing in the world to be in charge of another human. But, um, Mm. I was felt like I was swimming and I wanted a buoy, like to grab onto something that was going to be still. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think what I actually need is an inner tube. And I need to be like, I'm safe in this inner tube, but I'm going to be moving around and floating yeah. along. Oh, and it's not going to be beautiful, still and whatever. But I yes. think it took me a while to make that shift because I was like, I just want a buoy. I just want someone to tell me what to do mm. and hold on to it and it go how I expect. And it's like, oh, that's not what this is like parenting. Mm. It's not. But it's more like, okay, but you can be safe in an inner tube, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So I think I wish I had gotten that. That is a not great about picture. Not about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think just generally internally knowing that so much of it is very important, but it's important in like a broad sense mm-hmm. and it's less I think it can be easy to focus on the minutiae and be like this specific thing. And I think after we had Jane and then we had the twins, I started to kind of realize like the human machine is set up to kind of like work for the most part. And so like if if this is how everyone has gotten here, probably there's some margin for error where it's like, oh, I wish I'd done this differently, but like this is still probably okay. And I think everything can feel so high stakes. And I think that maybe in the big picture, it's high stakes that you're like showing up and doing a good job and Mm. whatever. But that there's, like you said, that there's no right way to do like every step. Mm. And I think that there's loads of specific advice out there and that maybe that's helpful. But I think for people like us, it's probably more helpful to be like, look at like the trend of the graph, not like yes. each individual plot yeah. point. Yes. So, mm. That's a great statement. Yeah. Mm. Along those lines, is there a statement you wish someone had said to you on the front side of the parenting journey? I, I, I think about this sometimes, like when I see people with like a really small baby, it's always funny and no one can tell you this, but I wish I could be like, everything feels so hard. 
at that stage and you're actually like, oh no, like this is still a time when you can kind of do stuff. Like yeah. you could take that baby to go out to eat. Yes. You could like definitely get on a plane with that baby. You could do whatever <laughs> you want, but you don't know that until they're old enough to kind of be like wiggling around and not want to do stuff. I think there's, that's like a, a microcosm of so many things. And I think it's, it's, it would be hard to really deeply know that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you don't need to worry about this. It's not a big deal. But in the moment, you're like, it's a huge deal. So I think like I just generally, I probably would have wanted to. And I I, I don't think we were like terribly uptight about stuff, but. But we, yeah, we didn't like backpack Europe or anything. No. And And now we really can't do that with two two two-year-old boys. (laughs) I'm sure someone very cool and adventurous has done that. Someone's doing that right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, we aren't those people. But I think I wish someone had told me, I remember this when you know, we first had Jane feeling like a lot of things you do in life, whether it's school or work or, I don't know, learning to cook or something, mm. you try hard and bring your A game and the graph kind of goes upward and to the right. Mm. And um, you try hard and bring your A game with like a seven week old. And it's like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know how this day is going to go. <laughs> yeah. And that was kind of a bizarre, like, but I'm trying, like, I'm trying to do the things so-and-so said to do, or this mm-hmm. book said to do. And it's like, yeah, you can be trying. And kind of like Ben said, you can't be measuring even by every day or every hour, how it's yes. going. You yeah. kind of have to take that step back and go, you know what? I think over the long haul, we're going to try our best to like be here for and with our kids and hopefully that's enough, you know, but, um, I, I wish someone told me to let go of that. Like my performance isn't necessarily going to create a certain Mm. outcome here. And I need to kind of let go looking for that. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we'll keep learning that or I will at least keep learning that until they're Mm. adults probably, but yeah, no, y'all have shared so much truth already. And, and as therapists and kind of in the business of feelings, if that even makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk so much about obviously wanting kids to feel and wanting there to be this foundation of truth mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. emotional swirl. So would y'all each say one truth that really helps undergird your parenting? That kind of is something that helps you worry less. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I think I have. I, I So when our kids go to bed and we like say a little prayer at the and I'm not trying to sound sanctimonious. It doesn't no. happen every night, you Rag know. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this is just what's popping to my head. Uh, but, uh, you know, on the more sane nights when we get to actually have a little bedtime, at the end of the prayer, I will say, hey, God's with you all the time in every place. And he loves you no matter what. And so do me and dad. Mm. And mm. I think you say I tried, that again. Uh, God's with you all the time in every place, and He loves you no matter what. And so mm. do me and Dad. Mm. And mm. I think I'm like I try to remember that for me, mm. like that's that's true of God and me, but that's that is also true of my kids. To think, okay, God loves these kids more yes. than I do, and yes. that um, you know there have been times in life where I feel like I'm reading scripture going, where's the Bible verse that says nothing bad will ever happen to the people you love? Mm. Like that doesn't exist. But I do think even amidst fear or, um, yeah, the difficulty, obviously that can happen in the world going, God will be there and Mm. he will be loving you. And Mm. that is about all I can promise. And somehow that ends up being, you know, enough. And Mm. I don't know if that, Mm. yeah, that is the answer to your, uh, and the answer to your question. Yes. Uh, I think that my hope is that I would be 
like a constant in their life or mm. consistent. And yeah, I think just that they would, that we could somehow instill in them like um, resi- resilience and mm. not like confidence and like I'm cool, but just like that they're like worthwhile and mm. able to handle things. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that our presence being kind of like a, a yeah. Uh, a buoy in their life <laughs> yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Would, in, uh, would enable them to, to feel that way. Mm. Okay, you two. We move from the substantive to the silly. We like to end Love every it. episode <laughs> with something fun and food-related. Okay, that's so great. So two-part question, queso or guac, mm-hmm. and then what's your favorite taco? You go first. Yeah, I go first. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I hope you don't steal mine. Well, I don't. I don't know what yours is. Okay. Okay. Go. I'll try not to. Okay. No promises. <laughs> um, I would probably say that my actual desire is queso, mm. <laughs> but I'm probably not going to let myself order it that much because mm. it's just like, am I really going to eat queso? But I want it, so I'm going to say mm-hmm. guac. You know. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I want queso. She would order queso, and I would be jealous, and then I'd yeah. be like, oh man, you got the best. Yours thing. is better. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a trend. It's a common us. thing with okay. us at restaurants is him. Being healthy and yep. me getting the actually good food and being like, and I'm just like why did, yours is why better. Did, I'm like, of course uh, it is. <laughs> you knew that when you ordered. Yeah, uh, I think best taco. I might go um, Moss Tacos mm. Chicken Taco. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a good such, one. It's, it's really a really good, good one. It's yeah. a really good one. That's probably what I said. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, I'm gonna cheat a little bit on the first question. There is this Tex-Mex restaurant we love oh, in Austin. I would like to change oh, my answer. Called Austin. Matt's El Rancho. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have been there. Yeah. To Matt, Matt. No, okay. but I've heard well, of it. Is it on to. your list? It's, it's, not, it's not fancy. It's not hip, mm, or, but down. it's amazing. Yeah. Big, but, tall glasses of plastic. Like the ice largest, water filled ice with ice. Yeah. Oh, just, I thought yeah. you were going to say margarita, but that's... They have big margaritas. Okay, good. Yeah, it's fabulous. But they have a dip there called Bob Armstrong Dip, which is... Yellow queso mm-hmm. with a plop of uh, guac and sour cream and pico mm. and ground beef mixed in at mm. the table. Mm. Very delicious. That would be my <clears throat> good combo choice. of the two. It's it's kind of just the most amazing dip you've ever had yeah, in your life. Do y'all know they'll do that at Super Rica? Really? Will they really? Here. Yeah. They I call did it not queso compuesto. Um, the way you. Okay, we need to try that at Super Rica. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, Kathleen always calls it Bob Armstrong. Yeah, and you're like, right. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. Bob Armstrong dip in Texas. Yeah. So that would be my. That would be my ultimate. I mean, I like daydream about that. Dip, Do you? It's good, yeah. And then my taco pick is probably a little bit of a nostalgia choice, mm. but there's a Mexican restaurant in my hometown called Lolita's, and they've got a mm. breakfast, just sausage, egg, cheese on a flour tortilla dipped oh. in queso. That's oh. probably... Mm. Queso. Yeah. Wow. That's why people mm. like the queso there so much. Okay. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's that's probably my... There's a lot of good tacos in Nashville too, but that's yeah. probably my like nostalgic mm. uh, favorite. I love that. This is a good one. Y'all. I know. I mean, every bit as thoughtful, both of you, hopeful, wise, as we <laughs> absolutely knew you would be. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm serious. Th- thanks for having us. Oh y'all are really sweet too. to have us. Thank you yeah, for I don't coming. know that we have uh, anything um, to share, really, but yeah. I, y'all are really sweet yes. to invite are you us. Kidding? In. Lily's too. over there writing down quotes, and have <laughs> you heard how much she's clicking? Um, yeah. I mean, you've said so many great so things. Well, much. Yes. Y'all, so y'all much ask true. great questions, and it's really fun to just get to talk it's to y'all for a while. When you, Hillary, when you answered a little bit earlier when I asked the question about music, Ben's career, and 
you talked about loving that he was offering this beauty and kindness to the world. Mm. I was thinking, listen to both of you. Like mm. that's what you both are doing in this yeah. world. Mm. Yeah. Offering you beauty, are. Thank you. Yeah. Offering beauty, goodness, kindness, mm. and thank you both for who you are in this world, what yes. you're offering, and just Amen. giving us this time. It's been a gift to be with you both. Yeah, that's yeah. super kind of y'all. Thanks yeah. for having us. Grateful. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to click the follow button in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. To learn more about our parenting resources or to see if we're coming to a city near you, visit our website at RaisingBoysAndGirls.com. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.